Is your family a success? Is there even a measure for family success? We think there is, and with a 20-year track record of success, we're going to show you how to bless your family with success in your health, relationships, and finances. I'm Steve Keen. And I'm Katie Keen. And along with some awesome guests, we are going to give you our secrets to family success. Welcome to Family Success Secrets. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Family Success Secrets podcast. We're so glad to have you with us again today. So today I want to introduce you to an amazing teacher, someone I have learned so much from and someone I want you to meet and know about too. Julie Matthews is a certified nutritional consultant and she's a published nutrition researcher. She specializes in complex neurological disorders and especially autism spectrum disorders. She is the author of an award-winning book, Nourishing Hope for Autism, and she's the co-author of a study that proves the efficacy of nutrition and dietary intervention for autism published in a peer-reviewed journal, Nutrients. She has been doing work with autism and autistic families for 20 years, and she is an absolute wealth of information. She holds courses for parents just like us who would really like to have tools to be able to help our family, and it is just such an absolute pleasure to have you here today, Julie. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Katie. I'm so glad to be here. Yeah, I'm so glad you were willing and able to take the time to come and join us. So can you tell our audience a little bit about how you fell in love with nutrition? Ooh, that's a really great question. Well, I guess it started when I was younger. My family, my mother, they're Italian. And so we always had healthy food. We always had home-cooked meals. My mom had studied some nutrition. And so we always ate healthfully. And then I just remembered always, and I'm a science nerd. I love science. So I always loved learning about nutrition. I guess that's how I got started with just that or at a very early age. But then it was later when I came back around to thinking, well, what do I want to do with my life? This was after I'd already had a career in the business world and things and decided that it wasn't really, I use the term feeding my soul. It just wasn't what I needed to be doing. So I thought what I really want to do is help people. And what I really want to do is help people that are really sick. And so I thought, well, what's the best way to do that? And I had at that point gotten into all sorts of alternative health for myself, you know, everything from Ayurveda to homeopathy, all sorts of different things, nutrition, different things. So I decided nutrition, I felt was the foundation for really all health. And so I thought, okay, I want to, nutrition is the avenue that I want to use to help people. So then I, that, that was the start of going to nutrition school and that's where I am. And then while I was at nutrition school, the first year I was out on a jog and I was in this, this, on this field and they were setting up for this kid's fair and the kid's fair had all this like pizza and donuts. And I remember thinking, this has got to contribute to all the ADHD we have. So for my first year, I decided to do my final paper on nutrition for ADHD. And then my second year, you know, I thought, well, you know, what should I, oh, I know what happened. In that first paper, when I was studying ADHD, (laughs) I met a man who had recovered his two children from autism. I was interviewing him about ADHD, but really 
he wanted to talk about autism, which I really didn't know much about, right? It was just meant to be. So we spent this hour long interview spending about three hours talking about autism and how these children needed so much help and that nobody knew about this information, but there was tons of science. And I just decided, well, I guess this is my calling. I guess it's me that's going to do this. And so actually that's how the whole story got started. And then that man was Michael Lang, who is my guardian angel. He, he passed away sadly many years ago from pancreatic cancer very suddenly. So I didn't get to say goodbye, but I used to see him a lot at conferences and, you know, I still think he's looking down and has a legacy of, you know, all the people we help were in part because of him. So anyway, that's my story. That's how I got here. That is so inspiring. I absolutely believe that the people that make the biggest difference are the ones that listen to their calling and you are making a huge difference. You make a difference in families like mine every day. So for a lot of families aren't going to be familiar with the term bio-individual nutrition, but it is such an important term and a concept that every family needs to understand. Even every person for themselves, whether they have a family or not, would you be able to explain what it is and how it works and why it's so important? Absolutely. So there's no one size fits all diet. I think on some level, we all realize that we're all unique. We all have individual biochemistry and health history and eating habits and food reactions and nutrient deficiencies and all these different types of things. And so as such, we're all individuals that are unique and we all need a personalized, unique diet. And so that's the concept behind bio-individual nutrition. It's taking the science of what we know about what's underlying what's going on for someone and how foods influence our biochemistry and how our biochemistry influences the foods we can tolerate. So it really is looking at that. And then of course, it's really based on my 20 years of working with families and seeing what are the common reactions from these types of foods? How can we help them? Which individuals are going to do better with this diet or that diet and all of that. So bio-individual nutrition is really personalized nutrition to the specific needs of the person. Okay. That's such a great way to understand it. So if a person's saying, oh, well, okay, how is bio-individual nutrition different than the standard food pyramid that I've been taught all my life? Well, so nourishing hope and bio-individual nutrition, there's two, there's kind of two parts to it. So one part is a healthy diet and a nourishing diet. And the, the other part is, because a lot of those principles can apply to most of us, getting out the artificial additives, the junk, the sugar, the pesticides, you know, eating healthfully, those kinds of things. And then there is, well, how do we personalize it and customize it? Do we need to take out certain foods that are allergenic for some people or certain people are sensitive or intolerant to? And, and, and customizing maybe the diet approach or the special diet choices or choice for that individual person. And so that's what I'm usually uh, looking at are those two parts. And so in terms of the first part, how does that look differently than your standard mainstream nutrition recommendations? And so it's a lot more of looking at what foods are the most nutrient dense, the most easy to digest, and the ones that are going to be well tolerated and least reactive for most people. And then customization is added. So, you know, lots of really good vegetables, 
some good quality protein, some really good fats for the brain and for the, for energy. And then, you know, customizing, you know, which fruits they can have or nuts or seeds or whatever it might be for the person, right? Some people might not be able to do any nuts or those kinds of things. So for your average family or typical family, they've got a lot of activities, at least pre-COVID, but now everyone's kind of starting back a bit. They have a lot going on. And do you have any systems that you would say you might try that you've incorporated in your family or you've seen other families incorporate that helps people really transition into a healthy diet being a way of life? Hmm, really good question. It is important to do a little planning for these types of things. If a family is, let's say you're going to do well, whether you do a special diet, like a gluten-free diet or not, if there's a lot of, let's say junk food around, it's really easy to run to the junk food or we don't have the healthy foods around. We don't have that as a choice. So it really helps to do some meal planning, whether it's, you know, intense meal planning or just some simple meal planning. Maybe you have a list of your top staple foods, you know, like my daughter loves kale. So I always have kale and she likes to be able to grab it. So sometimes I buy the stuff that's all chopped up and in the bag already washed, you know, that kind of thing. So I have my list of standards for the grocery store, the staples, kale, carrots, you know, certain, you know, she likes blueberries. She can't do certain fruits. So we choose the ones she can do. So, you know, we've got our list of those types of things. We tend to do grass-fed meat. So we've got our, you know, maybe it's our buffalo burgers and our grass-fed steak, whatever it might be, right? That, and you know, those are some of our favorites. So just having that is not a meal planning, like, okay, here's what I'm going to have for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I am not, I'll say some people are great at that. Very meticulous. Oh gosh, I have friends. I wish I, I envy they how they have each day planned out and they shop for the whole week. And that is great. I'm not one of those people. I'm a little bit more of the creative go with the flow type, but the way I do it is I've got my staples. So I know each day I've got things that I know I can cook up that are healthy and snacks and things that I've got nearby that are healthy without, for me, having to sort of step out of my personality, which is just a little more freeform, but prepared. So being prepared, whether it is planning out each meal and planning a shopping list for those meals or whether it's a little more of just planning your kind of staples that you have. I think either way is whatever works for you, but that really is important because if we don't have the good stuff around, then we're going to eat whatever junk is around. And the junk food is the quick and easy food to grab. So we've got to make it quick and easy. So one of the things I like to do is on Sunday, like to wash and peel and chop up a bunch of vegetables. So I know I've got the first half of the week covered with some easy snacks to grab. So instead of each day, again, like many of moms out there, I, you know, super busy. So I don't have the ability to stop what I'm doing and cook each meal, you know, at the time. So as much as I can have prepared, so my daughter can just grab it, the better. So those are a couple, I would say, helpful systems and strategies for people. Super helpful. And I really appreciate you sharing too, that, you know, even somebody who's more free spirited can make enough of a plan to support themselves. Exactly. And, um, that's really important. I know for me, I kind of fall right in the middle. I am also extremely free spirited, but with five children with all the special diets that we've had to have, I just make, I will make a list of what meals we'll have throughout the week and just get, I don't assign a day because every day is different. Yes. So know which day one of those meals will work. And then I keep a few extras backed up, just like you said, 
as a staple. I know there's a few things we can always make. And then we just go with the flow and say, well, this is what we have ingredients for and yes. make it when it's time. And I love it. That's yeah, great. For us, that works well too. Cause you know, I personally, I will, if I'm not in the middle of trying to, to heal my body, if I'm hungry, I will just grab what's there also, because I think all of us have that tendency. And so if it's cut up carrot sticks, it's better than potato chips. <laughs> Absolutely. And it, it, there's this sort of, I guess, nature aspect, unfortunately, to quick carbs. They're mm-hmm. quick energy. And they so we crave them. So if we have them around and we don't have the good stuff around, then our, our biology is going to drive us to eating the things that maybe we shouldn't be eating so much. So we've got a little bit of planning goes a long way. I love that. That's a great, that's a great nice balance in the middle. Yes. Yeah. And I know, um, you know, for me, it's like, if I don't support myself with having those healthy options, then I can fall victim to those quick carb things. And I think for absolutely any family can really support themselves too. just a little planning on the weekend. Doesn't have to be intense or detailed, get your grocery stuff put together. These days I love pickup. I don't even have to go in the store. I can just put, have put it in my trunk, all the healthy food I need. (laughs) I love it. That's so great. And that just reminded me a couple other things. So making, I always make enough dinner for the next day. Oh, we love Brussels sprouts. So I guess Brussels sprouts and broccoli are two other big ones. So I will make a big thing of broccoli. So the the kale is like always sitting around raw so she can just grab it and eat it. But the other things, uh, whenever we make, you know, we usually do more of like a paleo dinner. So we'll do a protein and some vegetables. I always make sure I make at least double the amount of vegetables So that way she can have some of the leftover protein and vegetables for lunch the next day. So now with one dinner, I've got that and lunch made, which, you know, the middle of the day is kind of hard sometimes to make a good healthy lunch. Or, you know, if you got to cook a steak from scratch and all of that. So we just eat leftovers for lunch and that really works out well too. So that's another nice, easy way to go. Yeah, that is an absolutely great tip. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. So you have an amazing course that I may have mentioned that I took and I loved it and every parent in there loved it. And so I would love for other parents to know how they can also find your course and how they can find the practitioners that you've trained because you have trained a whole lot of amazing people to help families with this kind of detailed nutrition if they would like to have that success. So can you fill in our audience on how to find you and how to find your practitioners? Absolutely. So my nutrition program for parents is called Nourishing Hope for Healing Kids, and they can go to nourishinghope.com or very easily they can go straight to nourishinghope.com slash program, and it can tell them all about the nutrition program for parents. And the practitioners, so I train practitioners in bioindividual nutrition as well, and they can go to bioindividualnutrition.com or bioindividualnutrition.com slash training. Awesome. That's perfect. And so for all you parents out there listening, it doesn't just have to be for your kid. You can do this for you too. And then you'll have more fun as a parent when you feel better. (laughs) Absolutely. I let parents know that, yeah, you know, there's a learning curve at the beginning, but once you get into it, and your child is doing better, you have a little bit more capacity, and you're feeling better. I mean, just if you think if your child sleeps a little bit better, you get to sleep better. And that just alone is a great thing. Or, you know, you've got a little more energy. It all really is worthwhile in the end. You'll end up just all the little bit of extra time will seem like nothing because firstly, it gets easier and easier over time. Mm -hmm. And you also will have 
more of the resources and things you need in terms of energy and capacity very often. And that really goes a long way. You are so right. I remember back when my daughter was just about 18 months, two years, I think she was turning two. And my husband and I realized she was not tolerating dairy and we had never baked her anything dairy free, but we needed a cake. So it must've been her second birthday. And my husband researched for weeks to get a recipe that was dairy free. He slaved in the kitchen for hours to make her this cake. And he didn't even really like how it came out. I I thought it was great, but I remember that sticks in my mind as being such a job. And now this past holiday season, I made Thanksgiving, Christmas, and new year's meals that were completely wheat-free, soy-free, dairy-free. You know, it had nothing in it that wasn't whole food and it was absolutely delicious and it didn't feel like work at all. So the learning curve really is in the beginning and it becomes such a cakewalk. It becomes your new normal and you feel so much better for it. (laughs) Absolutely. So if it seems a little daunting at the beginning, get some support from other families or whatever you need, and just know that it does get a lot easier. Like you said, sometimes it's simply trading one ingredient for another. And once you know that you've got that ingredient on hand, it's quite easy to do. Yes, absolutely. Now your website has a lot of free resources too for families. So what was that? What can they find on there if they pop over to your website? There's got holiday meal guides for, you know, whole meals that are gluten-free, dairy-free, soy-free. There's all sorts of recipes there. I do a lot of work with a lot of different special diets. So different grain-free diets and low salicylate diets and things. So they can find recipes categorized by special diet type. They can find uh, all sorts of science. I'm very into the science of things and I love to share the science. So you can get any, everything from very scientific articles to practical tips to recipes and fun things like that, as well as, you know, programs and books and support and all sorts of things as well. Yes. So everybody head over there because I'm not even kidding. You will not be sorry. (laughs) You will be so glad when you do. Julie, thank you so much for coming on the show today. It has been such a delight to have you and for you to share your wisdom with everybody. We really do appreciate it. And hopefully we'll have you back again very soon. Thank you, Katie. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for listening and spending time with us today. If you know anyone who could benefit from this podcast, we would be honored if you would share it. Please rate, review, subscribe, and download. Head over to podcast.familysuccesssecrets.com to have a top-rated Family Success Secret sent straight to your inbox. We look forward to spending time with you again next week during our next episode. See you then. Bye, everyone.